Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. Recently, I participated in a virtual roundtable, and one of the topics that came up in conversation was uh, about basically singing your own praises and asking for money uh, when you're doing more work and, and those types of things. But really at the heart of it, as I was listening to other women talk about all the ways that they um, wanted to be recognized but weren't, was the heart of it was guilt. So this week, we're going to talk about guilt. And if you're interested, stick around. Now, as women, we know that guilt is an all-the-time feeling. Maybe it's not all the time, but we live in a lot of moments of guilt, right? And the research and studies tell us that because we are um, more compassionate human beings, because we empathize differently than our male counterparts, that we set just re- really, really high goals and expectations for ourselves that that guilt tends to be a little bit higher because of those things and a whole bunch of other things, right? But we know that when we're doing something for ourselves, that it is, the guilt pops its little ugly head up and says, should you be doing this? Right? I don't know why, but for some reason, um, from, uh, oh gosh, what's that Disney movie that has all the feelings in it? The little red guy, anger, for whatever reason, just popped into my head. It's not necessarily an angry feeling, but that little guy sure did pop into my head as I thought about, um, should I be doing this? Is this the right thing to be doing? Right? Those sorts of things. So I, um, you know, this past week for me in my personal life has been just a really bizarre kind of week. I had worked seven straight days, um, which as we wind towards the holidays is abnormal in my field, right? Um, in higher ed and housing and residence life, but we've got some strange things happening on campus with construction and all kinds of fun things. So, and my role is to be more of a project manager on site, that sort of stuff. So I had worked seven straight days. I also had some kiddos who weren't feeling well, one of whom got sent home early from school on the Friday, a couple Fridays ago. And so... I had said to my husband on Sunday, if she feels the same way tomorrow morning that she did when we put her to bed, I'm just going to stay home with her, right? Like Monday was going to be an easy day for me. No problem. I could stay home with her. Well, she got up. She felt great. No fever, right? Like great may be an understatement, but she felt better than when we had put her to bed. So we sent her to school and I said, I'm taking a mental health day. I work seven straight days. Next week is also like next week is also going to be hectic, right? I'm taking a mental health day. And so I did. And I watched five Christmas movies on TV. 
and I dozed in the chair and I got under a blanket, right? Like all the things I took care of what I needed to, but I also didn't like clean the house and do the laundry and like run all the errands. I literally just did zero decision making and that was exactly what I needed. So when on Tuesday, I stayed home with a little one who didn't, shouldn't go to school and then another one got sent home and I had both of them home on Tuesday, all of a sudden that little guilt monster started popping up like, oh, now you're out two days in a row and tomorrow's going to be a third because fever, right? Like all those kinds of things. And so that little guilt monster was saying to my, saying in my head, shouldn't have taken Monday off. And yet, every time that little guilt monster popped up, the other voice in my head said, but if you didn't, you wouldn't be handling this as well as you are right now, right in the moment with sick kids and fussy kids and whiny kids and tired kids um, and kids who just don't feel well. And so that guilt monster just kept trying to to pop up. Um because we're people pleasers, right? Like I'm a people pleaser. While I don't care most of the time what people think of me, I also don't want them to be upset, angry, and most importantly, disappointed in me, right? And I'm sure that you probably have moments or people that you think of as well that you don't want to disappoint them. You don't want them to be upset with you, right? Perfectionism, friends, just rears its ugly head when it comes to guilt. If you don't do everything exactly the way it's supposed to be, in the timeline it's supposed to be done in, in the way that it's been prescribed, then you're failing. Now, are you failing? Absolutely not. But does that little monster of guilt in your head say that you're failing? You betcha he or she does. Right. Even in my notes, I put perfectionism like, whoa, (laughs) because it just pops to the top as much as you've been managing your perfectionism or your moments of perfectionism. You want to be everything to everyone. I'm a fixer, friends. You might also feel as though you're a fixer and you just want to fix things and you want things to be good. Right. But that's not always the case, and that can't always be the situation. And so maybe you've had days like I have, watching five Christmas movies in one day. Maybe you binge watch Grey's Anatomy or something else. Dawson's Creek is also a vice for me. Maybe you want to take a mental health day. And you've got that little voice in your head saying, but you're not really sick. Okay. And? So, maybe you just need some solo time. I went out to go finish Christmas shopping, and uh, because I don't know who listens to this and what capacity and who is around, um, I had some things that little humans couldn't be around uh, for me to finish some Christmas shopping, right? And so... Um, having like an hour of just literally walking around the store was incredible. Yeah, I was getting things done, but I also definitely put my, um, one earbud in my ear and I listened to my audiobook and I walked around and I listened to that for an hour and it was incredible. 
Maybe yours is asking to be paid for your worth. Are you doing extra? Are you doing more than the position description? Has more been asked of you? Maybe that is your guilty piece because you want to ask for the money because you've earned the money, whether that's a bonus, whether that's a stipend, whether that's uh, a pay raise, whether that's a title raise. Raise? Can you get a title raise? I guess you can get a title raise, right? You want a change in your title to effectively resemble or represent the work that you're doing, right? You want to get paid for your worth, whatever that payment might look like. Maybe it's about awards. In my world, we just went through award season. We're still kind of going through it. But, um, you know, asking someone to write an award for you is a very humbling thing. I had a dear friend reach out and ask uh, for me to co-pen a, an award nomination for her. And I was like, heck yes, I'm on it. Let's do it. I actually said something different, but because my mom listens to this, I probably just will go with heck yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Also, when you get those awards, it's time to brag. It's time to brag. And whether that's you relying on your hype squad and you being a hype squad for other people, that's fine. You can absolutely do that. And also when people say, congratulations on your award, you should say, thank you, period. That's a full sentence, friends. You should say that. (coughs) Ooh, a little tickle in my throat here. And so those awards are really important. Singing your own praises. I learned from a very good friend of mine, I call him my big brother, way back at the start of my career, gosh, it sounds like I've been doing this for forever, but kind of feels like forever, Um, I learned to, you know, not be humble about the work. Y'all, I am a good housing and residence life professional, and I am not shy about saying that. I work hard, I do the work, I put in the networking time, I put in the professional development time. I consider myself a good housing and residence life professional. And I'm not going to be shy about it because I've worked really hard to be that way. And I learned that from my big brother to be a little bit cocky. You know, don't be like a total jerk, but be a little bit cocky about it. When you're good at something, be good at something and talk about being good at something. Make sure that you um, are spending money on yourself. What? Yeah. As I was jotting down notes in preparation for this podcast episode, um, the irony was not, uh, did not surpass me. That's not the right phrase for it. But right, like as I pulled the page out of my notebook, it's from one of many planners that I have. Y'all know I'm planner people if you've been around for a second. Um, And so I'm planner people. I'm a planner person. Yes. And I love my planners. I have a planner for everything. I have a planner for my podcast. I have a planner for my side hustle. I have a planner for my family stuff. I have a planner for my wellness stuff. I have a planner for journaling, like guided journaling. And I have a planner for all my trackers, right? Like I got a planner for it all. I got a planner that goes in my purse. There's a lot of planners, friends, (laughs) but that's okay, right? Like whatever works for you, whatever you need to make work, but that also costs money. And I like to be 
uh, a cute planner, right? Like I like the stickers. I like the cute pens. I like the different colored pens. I like a certain kind of pen for my planner, you know, and that has evolved over time. And so um, I think about it, my mom has asked, and I know she'll listen to this, but uh, has asked about like kind of how did I get into planners? And I said, think about it as like my need to be organized meets my need to scrapbook. And remember the stickers that we used to put all over dressers when we were little? Please tell me that we were not the only ones who did that. But we had stickers on everything. And as an adult, um, I'm pretty sure my parents flipped their lid on that, but I don't really remember it, but I would flip my lid if my, <laughs> my kids started putting stickers on everything. But, uh, you know, it all melds together. But again, it's also like, that's a lot of money. And sometimes my wants and needs get a little bit confused. And I have to remind myself that you know, yes, you got a bonus or you're earning some extra money because of extra work you're doing. And so you can put that money towards a planner if that's what you want to do, right? If there's no other bills in the house to take care of or whatever. So spend that money because we as women, we don't spend that money on ourselves near as much as we should. So a couple of tips as we think about guilt and feeling guilty. Um, you know, my first tip is and these are none of these are going to be earth shattering. You've heard these tips out of my mouth before on your radio waves, however you listen to this podcast. But my first tip is to communicate um, when you're feeling this feeling of guilt arises. Tell people, tell the people fit, like who are in your life, like in person in your life tell your people that you text on a daily basis tell your people yo i'm feeling guilty and you need to read their text back you need to hear their words they say back to you you should not feel guilty you needed this you deserve this time this item this raise this title this whatever it is but communicate it when you're starting to feel it because that little guilt monster is going to start creeping up and it'll start getting bigger and bigger and bigger before you want to get you want to get him before he starts getting bigger and bigger right before he consumes your mind and your soul and your spirit and you start doing things that you're trying to not do right? If you're taking time off for yourself, don't go to work. Don't work a half a day because there's a meeting that you should be at. Nah, you can get meeting notes, right? Phone a friend. Tell them what you need from them who they're going to the meeting. You're not. My second tip is those boundaries, friends. Set those boundaries. I know I did a podcast episode earlier on boundary setting. Go check that one out again. I continue to chuckle at my friend who um, just regularly tells her boss, no, I'm not going to that meeting. In fact, she like tagged me on Facebook this weekend of a great like, nah, that looks like it could be a meeting, right? Like, yes, if you can not go to a meeting, if you can set those boundaries, if you can say no, then say no or say not today or that sounds like a priority to you, please help me reprioritize my list. Here's the top three to five things I was working on. Right, set your boundaries. Don't just keep piling higher and deeper. 
And my last tip is do things that bring you joy. If you're starting to feel guilty, do something that brings you joy. That might be reading a book. That might be going and getting a favorite drink from a local establishment or a chain establishment. That might be going out to dinner by yourself or going to lunch by yourself. I love doing that at work. That might be just spending some time in your car alone. I know I've gotten into this habit of pulling into my parking spot and finishing a chapter of my audiobook or listening to a couple songs before I go inside rather than rush, 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 rush. Take some time. Spend some time alone. Do something that brings you the joy that you're looking for and telling that guilt to stop. And I just came up with a tip number four. It's not on my notes. Tip number four. I've said this before. Tell your brain to shut up. Tell your brain to shut up. Sorry, mom. Because really it's your brain telling you that you're not meeting other people's expectations when really you're feeling like you're not meeting your own expectations. The likelihood that you're letting someone else down is far less than the feeling that you're letting yourself down. Tell your brain to shut up. You're doing an incredible job. Friends, thank you so much for continuing to hang out with me. I really appreciate you spending time each week listening to this podcast and engaging um, in the content that we have. So our affirmations for this week, I'm done apologizing for spending time on myself. I'm done apologizing for setting my own boundaries. This last one's for you. I'm done apologizing for. Friends, go out, have an incredible week. I hope you do great things. I know you're absolutely capable of it. And if you like, love this episode, this podcast, make sure that you're out there like, following, and sharing this podcast. Take a screenshot if you enjoy this episode, or maybe you're re-listening to another episode. Take a screenshot, share it out on the social medias, text a friend who could use some of those words of inspiration, Um, as they're carrying through their world. Make sure you've got your notifications set up. No breaks during the holidays, friends, so make sure that you know to come back here every Monday, a new episode will drop. And as a reminder, in the show notes and over on Instagram at at done.apologizing, I've got freebies. Click on that link to get your freebies. And remember, you're fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this, and I'm here for you.